It's that episode, not that episode, not that episode. It's that episode. It's that episode with Craig Rowan. Welcome to It's That Episode, the podcast where I, Craig Rowan, invite a guest over to my apartment to watch any TV show that they choose. We watch it, we talk about it, we talk about a bunch of other crap. Today I'm very excited to have Nicole Byer in the house. Uh, you might know her from Girl Code, and she's also on a mod team at, at you, the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in Los Angeles <laughs> on Franklin Avenue. Yep, I sure am. Welcome. Thank you for having me. How are you? I am good. Um, I'm... Excited about the show you chose to watch because I've never even heard of it, but it's also <laughs> at the same time seems like something I should have known about all my life. I mean, it's a ridiculous show. Drop Dead Diva is just, it's the premise is insane. The acting is like weird. It's just a weird show and I really love it. It's, um, it's a lifetime show. It's called Drop Dead Diva. Mm-hmm. It seems very lifetime y. Yes. Like, well, like lifetime is women like women's programming for the yeah, most it's part like women's problems and right. women's issues and like women's fantasies it's like i murdered my ex-husband right dropped him off the side of a boat but i found love again which is amazing yeah. to watch now <laughs> what percent of you well let's describe this show but then my question is what percent of the because you said you enjoy this a lot what mm-hmm. percent is ironic and which percent is pure enjoyment of the show I would say 90% pure enjoyment because yeah. I'm like, this is, it's so cheesy and it's so funny. And then I'm just like, I just wish for the best for each character. That's great. And I guess 10% I'm like, oh, I don't, nah, I'm a comedian. This isn't really funny. Right. But it's like, but it gets at my heartstrings. It's comforting. Yeah, I guess so. Which is, I mean, what we're looking for in TV, I, assume, I mean, like, isn't that what we're all hoping for is a connection to the characters? Yeah, I guess. I don't even know if it's a connection. It's like a lifetime procedural because the same <laughs> thing essentially happens every episode. So you're just like waiting to see what gets plugged in. Who's guest starring? Is Paula Abdul coming back? What? Yeah, Paula Abdul plays a judge in her dreams. Oh, my God. So let's describe <laughs> for the, the anticipation is killing me. I, I read the, the plot. What, how would you describe it to somebody who's never watched the show? Drop Dead Diva. Okay. Uh, Drop Dead Diva is like a thin woman's nightmare. Okay. Because she dies and gets reincarnated in a fat lady and then has to live her life. And she's always like, ah, but I was so pretty. Which is so high concept and amazing, <laughs> though. Like, that's great. It also, when I was, uh, uh, I once bought a DVD at like a convenience store called Chihuahua the Movie. <laughs> And it was very similar um, concept, except for the um, very diva-ish woman uh, died and became reincarnated into a chihuahua <laughs> and had to learn the lesson about like what oh, it's like to God. be a good person. But this... thats <laughs> I think Drop Dead Diva is a little bit better because she gets to be a human as opposed to a dog that can't talk. Yeah, no, Chihuahua the movie was very bad. And when I bought it at the convenience <laughs> store, it was like a dollar. I was mm-hmm. like, I, sort of wanted, I said to the woman, like, is this good? Like, you know, uh-huh. like, knowing it's terrible. And she's like, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Whatever. Just please buy it. Please buy so it. So I can please. go home, feed my family. Yeah, exactly. I need the Chihuahua, the movie. She was actually the director, <laughs> the producer, producer yeah, the writer, writer. Yeah. everything. <laughs> everything. She was like, please just buy my movie. And it was her Chihuahua. Um, so this show, Drop to Diva, this is fairly recent, like two, uh, the last couple of years. Uh, 2009, I think. It, I think. Yeah, it started in 2009. It's still on. Right. The lead, Brooke Elliott, got this literally from one audition. At a really? Yeah. She wow. Was on, she was like ensemble in Wicked. This is how much I know about this No, show. no, that's great. She was an ensemble member in Wicked, and then she did a lot of Broadway stuff, and then she took a class at one-on-one. And Which then is... Saw, it's like a... It's like an actor's studio type. Like right. You take classes and you meet casting directors. Sort of like a very, I feel like that's an L.A. thing is like yeah. those types of classes. It's like a that... pay to play, like you pay to meet a casting director. Right. So she paid to meet this casting director and they cast her in this. That's incredible. With no other credits. That's really amazing. Yeah. That's a triumph of right? the, the human will. I don't or know. there's so few fat women in Hollywood that they're like, ah, we found one. We f- <laughs> and she can talk. And also it's probably like, well, she's not a name, so we can pay her. Yeah. You Skittles. Know, yeah, but now she's probably is she has she branched out into other stuff or is this? I her? literally think this is the only thing she's ever done on film. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And now is this a show that I've never heard of it, but it sounds familiar. Is this a show that you know other people who watch it, or is this I know just... no one else who watches this. <laughs> 
And my roommate was like, oh, I'll watch an episode with you. And I was like, please don't. No, we don't have to. We can watch anything else. Because it was like embarrassing. It's like, you're not going to enjoy this. I enjoy this. Yeah, this is for me. It's just for me. Um, so it's going to be, is this your first time watching it with somebody? Did you, yes. You, oh, my God. I feel so honored. I'm, ex- I'm excited. But this is the type of show that, like, honestly, I do love these, like, high, like, this is different. But, like, Quantum Leap, I think, is the, like, science version of that. Uh, you know? Yeah. Going into somebody else's body, experiencing their things, learning a lesson mm-hmm. that's important or teaching a lesson to somebody else. So what you said is procedural. What's like the usual? We're going to watch the, the, pilot, the pilot episode, yeah. of episode which probably sets up the, mm-hmm. the style of the show. What would be like, what's a pure episode like? Uh, so what is her name? I know her real name. Her name is Brooke Elliott. I can't remember her character's name, but she works in a law office. Right. And then somebody you know bad comes in and maybe they have to represent them and then they have to teach them a lesson and then everything's great and then oh she works in the law office of her ex-fiance of her ex-fiance okay. yeah so when she was thin she had a fiance who was oh. a lawyer so now she gets reincarnated as a fat lady who's to work with her her ex-fiance okay so like that's a thing that you have to deal with for the whole so and and her ex-fiance doesn't know that she's her that just because it's a, a diva in the body of a non-diva yes so he doesn't know that the diva's in the non-diva. Correct. Which must be a lot of hijinks. Yeah. And it just hurts her heart. And she's so sad about it. And she's got a guardian angel. <laughs> it's so sad. And her, wait, her guardian angel is Paula Abdul? No. Okay. That's like, a, that's in her dreams. The, okay. She's got these very elaborate dreams where she like dances and sings. And oh my Paula God. Abdul is sometimes a judge. It's, it's insane. Oh, now, how would you, I assume Paula Abdul's not in this one. No, I don't But think so. what's her, because I know she's sort of like, a uh, loopy loopy Lou mm-hmm. is the way I'd put it. How, what's her um, acting ability on this show? Paul Abdul? Yeah. Loop-de-loo? Lo- just total loop de loo. Like, like, I don't think she's been normal since the 80s. Oh, man. It's, it's, yeah, that's a shame. I watched like, one clip of her. She had a reality show, oh, Paul Abdul. She? And the clips are online, and uh, it's pretty, um, it's like really <laughs> depressing. It's like her in a car, in a limo. And her, she has like an assistant mm-hmm. and like a friend who's also probably assistant-ish, and and they're going on a flight, and she's like, "These are the wrong sweatpants. You're like, this isn't the sweatpants <laughs> that I want. Like this whole big thing uh-huh. about like these are jeans that sweatpants. How am I going to be in the on a flight without the right sweatpants?" And it's just like, God, so upsetting. I feel like celebrities on reality shows are just documenting meltdowns. Yes, that's what it seems like. Or like spiraling to nothing. And you're just like, this is really sad. Yeah, it's really sad. What a far cry from the original celebrity reality show, in my, which was the Osbournes, which to me was great. But they were kind of a mess. But that was a meltdown. They were too. all on drugs. Yeah, that was. So never mind. You're <laughs> like, absolutely correct. Everyone's just on drugs when they're unreal. Like Anna Nicole Smith's show was oh, just like. Oh, that was really sad. That was just like, guys. That was count- Come on. Death countdown. Yes. That was death countdown. So we don't get that feel here. This is more uplifting. This is more uplifting and fun. And fun. Um, now, what can you. T- we're going to watch the pilot now. So what could you gear me. How could you gear me up? What should I be excited about or looking forward to? Uh, it's, you do improv, so it's almost like a good improv scene. Everything is completely explained, so everyone's on the same page. It's, like, almost over-explained. They're like, well, it is so high concept that they probably have to continually (laughs) remind the audience, like, this is the deal. Like, this won't spoil it, but she gets to heaven, and she hits return on a computer, and that's what returns her to Earth. Amazing. It's just like on the nose. That's just so like everyone knows what's going on. She's she was in heaven. Now she's returning. returning. I mean, if she had pressed escape, what would have happened? I don't know. Maybe she would have escaped to hell. I don't. Know. Yeah. And then control all delete would probably just like reset her reset heaven <laughs> <laughs> completely. <laughs> She'd just be. Oh, yeah. Maybe reset her as a baby. Yeah. I don't know. Um Cool. Well, I'm excited to check out Drop Dead Diva with Brooke Delamonte. I don't know. Brooke Elliott. <laughs> Brooke I don't know. Brooke Delamonte. That's close enough. That's such a funny, like, oh, you know, Brooke Delamonte, that's a common name. <laughs> it's it's a pretty, it sounds like the star of a show. It does. It's a good name. Yeah, Brooke Delamonte. So we're going to watch Brooke Delamonte and Drop Dead Diva. <laughs> Let's check it out. Let me get this straight. You died, went to heaven, pressed a button, and they turned you into a size 16? Pretty much. That is so unfair. I mean, fat things should not happen to skinny people. Hey, 
Let's go out. They do or hide. We don't need to go out to have a good time. That's what we said to my cousin when she stopped waxing her mustache. It's not me. I just... I don't think you make it past the rope, sweetie. Oh, Deb, you're not telling Grayson? No, I'm Jane now. He loved Deb, but he'd run from this. But, um, do you still drink like Deb? Splenda mojito? Yeah, but I'd rather have something to eat. But we don't eat after seven. I'm craving chocolate. Mmm, chocolate... martinis? I can live with that. Okie dokie. We just dropped Dead Diva Data. We did it! It was, uh, pretty amazing. <laughs> There's so many things that happen in that one episode. I know. They cram a lot in there. But it all made sense. It wasn't like, you're like, wait, what happened? No. no you like got it because it was very simple. They put it, made it very clear mm-hmm. every single thing. So let's just sort of give a basic, we'll give, we'll go through some of the storylines. Let's check it out. Okay. So it starts with um, Deb. Deb and Grayson. Deb and Grayson. Deb is the diva. Mm-hmm. She's blonde. She is hot. She is an idiot. She is a model. She her like current aspiration is to be a Price is Right model. She's I think getting ready for the audition mm-hmm. for the Price is Right. So she's watching the Price is Right and she invents a new move mm-hmm. called the toe, toe tap, tap booty dance. dance. Oh, oh dance. no no is it it's bounce, bounce. it's bounce. <laughs> <laughs> we said it so perfectly yeah. until the, the, we the, the, we the last part. Shit. All right, well, let's just do it one more time okay. with, with bounce. Okay. The, the toe, toe tap, tap booty bounce. bounce. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> Which is her sort of like strutting, tapping her toe and bouncing the booty. It's like an updated uh, bend and snap from Legally Blonde. Okay, yes. Only recently did I realize that Legally Blonde is a play on words for Legally Blind. But that doesn't oh. make any sense. Does that make, not make any sense? Well, I guess it does make sense because she's blindly doing it. Yeah, but legally blind is such a specific thing about like <laughs> like you can see, but yeah, you're but legally yeah. blind. <laughs> it doesn't really make. I sense. I didn't know it was a play on that. I mean, well, I, I don't know if it is. It just it if, feels like yeah, it should be. I think it is. I it is. Right. They definitely use that. Like they use that. The sound of that. Mm-hmm. You know? It's a sound reference. Um, but she, yeah, she it comes up with her own move. And um, and then then we and she has a boyfriend yes named Grayson. Grayson is the first name or last name? First name. Okay, because I was thinking of Dick Grayson uh, from Batman, who's Robin. Oh, I don't know. Um, the TV series. I think just all Batman has uh robin oh that's his name in the yeah. like in the comics yeah, or, yeah like, he's the, the character's that's name. his real oh, no. okay yeah or, that's his uh secret identity is oh and um so i kept on thinking dick grayson when i heard it so i was like is it the last name but it's not but he's so the interesting thing about this is that deb is a bad person i mean she's a very vain person yeah she's just vapid like there's nothing there but Grayson seems they're totally matched, and he doesn't seem like a bad guy. No, Grayson seems like he's got a brain. Well, he's a lawyer, so he has to be smart. Yeah. And they just, they seem like a very weird couple. But they, like, totally get each other. And yeah. he, like, he, like, for instance, he's she, she's looking at the TV and look at this other model, and, and, he, and she's like, do you think that uh, I'll do better than her or something? And she's mm-hmm. like... And he was like, she's going to want to claw your eyes out. And she's like, that's exactly that, you know, exactly the right things to say. Mm-hmm. But that's he wasn't like making fun of her. He was no, like, he was just like, you go get it, babe. Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of relationships in real life that you're like, how? <laughs> how? She's like a, a 12 year old child. How are you doing this? Right. Yeah. Yeah. He just, you know, it's a toe tap booty bounce. Yeah. God. Um, so we see that we see a little bit of their life and then we cut to. Jane. Mm-hmm. Jane Bingham. Jane Bingham, played by... Brooke Elliott. Brooke, Brooke Delamonte. Brooke <laughs> <laughs> played by Brooke Delamonte. And she is 
fat, <laughs> which <laughs> fat. they don't let you forget nope. for a second in she this episode. She loves donuts. She uh, she eats um, fried calamari. Uh huh. She she wears all black. She and she and she works at a law firm, and we meet her, and she's uh, a six, very successful lawyer. Mm-hmm. At from what I can gather by. The cases that they do, we see two cases within the show. They're all relationship based, which I think is More like a, less, probably a yes. lifetime thing. Yes. They're like every there can't be a court case that doesn't have to do with some yes. sort of loving or, or relationship between two people. Um, but she's a good lawyer. She's mm-hmm. successful. But then, of course, there's there's her assistant played by Margaret Cho, mm-hmm. who's just very supportive and is her like yes. right hand man. Yeah, she's just like her yes man. She's just like, oh, whatever you need, Jane. And then she has sort of a rival. Kim. Kim. And Kim is like her old self, like thin and mean to fat people. Very mean. Like un, there's no <laughs> Like unnaturally mean. Especially because Jane seems like a very nice person. Like mm-hmm. there's no like character flaw. I mean, she seems insecure. From- she just seems kind of like drab, like just real plain, but like. You don't have to be mean to the plain yeah, girl. Like she literally got shat on for a minute in the first <laughs> yeah. scene for nothing. And then uh, and then the boss, whose name is... Ooh, I don't remember. I forget. Um, we'll call him... Um, Hank. Hank. And, and Hank... <laughs> so in the first scene between these two, before the opening, they sort of cuts back between the two mm-hmm. of them a little bit. And we both see both of them separately... Well, Deb gets in a car accident. Yeah. She gets killed by an orange truck. She, yeah. They make a big deal about her eating like a grapefruit or an orange, and then mm-hmm. she gets killed by an orange. She, She's talking on her cell phone, looking at herself in the mm-hmm. mirror because she's so vain, and crashes into a truck filled with oranges, which I thought was sort of a reference to, to the Godfather, the Godfather where, where, spoiler alert, a lot of the deaths in the Godfather are foreshadowed by the person eating uh, orange. I almost said banana. Oranges and bananas. <laughs> by basically everybody ate a fruit cocktail. Before. Maybe the writer of the episode really liked the Godfather. And you can tell through everything <laughs> in Drop Dead Diva. <laughs> That's why I thought it was weird is because, like, it's, it couldn't be further. This is the exact opposite of Godfather. Yeah. Uh, but both fairly enjoyable. Um, and, uh, Jane's death scene. Oh, it's amazing. Some guy walks into the office and is like, Hank slept with my wife. And he's like, oh, hey, man, I didn't know. Everyone was very calm about it. Yeah, basically a guy with a gun walks into an open <laughs> office and just is like, your boss slept mm-hmm. with my wife. Yes. Holding a gun out. Yes. And, and he apologizes, and Jane steps forward and trips, and I guess he thought she was, like, coming at him. So then he shoots her. Shoots her in the... We don't see exactly where, but I think in the chest. I think it's the chest, too. And she also died. Or she, mm-hmm. she we see her later in the hospital, but before we see her in the hospital, we see uh, uh, Deb, Deb... in heaven. In heaven. Or, like... About to enter heaven. But it's very modern. Look, it's a mall. It's yeah. like a mall. But yeah, then heaven they have, is a mall. They have people sort of uh, like St. Pete, mini St. Peter's sort of mm-hmm. working at desks. Like desk an people. open storefront. It's almost like they didn't have a budget to create heaven. Yeah. So like, let's just shoot this in a mall. Yeah. and But they stylize it. It yeah. sort of made sense. Kind of sort of. Yeah. She gets on the elevator or the escalator and ascends up, I guess. It's the modern diva version mm-hmm. of heaven. And she meets with, I forget his Fred. Fred, who is played by the guy from Mad Men, who is the, in I think last season, I think he's been around for two seasons, but the young Jewish writer who's sort of a go, real go getter and is very talented. I don't and watch Mad Men. I just you just knew he was from Mad Men. Yeah. But in this, he has very spiked hair. Mm-hmm. That's the main difference between this yeah. character there. It's very of its period, which is like. 2009 when spiky hair i guess was leaving yeah i don't know spiky hair always has its resurgence right yeah you like which, keep saying it, you're like oh i thought we were done with that i know i feel like any major hairdo thing is like uh, come on guys you know like any real mm-hmm. for guys i feel like if you're really trying i'm like come on just comb your hair to the side 
Oh, that was a nice sneeze. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, there was I get a, that a lot. People really <laughs> like my sneezes. It was a long lead up, which I do too. So I appreciate a good a good lead up to a sneeze. Thank you. Um, but <laughs> she meets Fred. Fred is like you, and Fred introduces a new term to her. Yes, which is what is that? The uh, zero, uh, zero zero zero. She's done no bad deeds and no good deeds in her entire life. Yeah, he says. Yeah, you've never done anything good, and you've done nothing bad. Which, mm-hmm. to me, also is interesting for the character of Deb because she's vain, but she's not a bad person. No, she just really cares about herself, and that's about it. Yeah, but never, obviously, never in a way that's hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. She's no Kim. She's no Kim. She doesn't she's, make fun of fat people for no she reason. For no reason. But then it's like, but then you have a boyfriend who. Who's like in love with you? Didn't you do good things to him? Yeah, she has to have done something nice. Something nice. Or to like a family member of or his. Or something bad. She was a kid. Yeah. Kids n- are awful. She was a true zero. That's like somebody who just doesn't act, interact with humans. Yeah, right? Because like during the day, I mean, it's like the difference between giving a tip or not giving a tip. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or unless she gives like a, a like an 8% tip or something, which is just like, <laughs> right. It's just like, nah. Zero, zero. Yeah. Um, and then she sees a sign that says, um, uh, do not hit the return button without authorization. Yes. On the keyboard. And she presses it. Mm-hmm. Now here's where things get kooky. Crazy. She zooms back to earth. Mm-hmm. And goes into, for some reason, Jane's body. Jane's body. And the way they explain it is because when you hit the return, you go back to Earth and you enter a recently vacated body. Right. But why? It just doesn't make it just No, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. much sense. And, and so Jane, who was shot in the chest, uh-huh. immediately comes back to life. And they're about to use the, what is that called? The, um... The, the paddles. The paddles, which means she's like dead. She she flatlines. Yeah. She completely flatlines. They're about dead. to use it and she wakes up and everyone's just like, oh yeah, put those away. Oh, she's back. She's fine. But oh, they never, nobody, no. they, she, so a woman who's dying on the uh, table comes back to life mm-hmm. and nobody says anything to no her. No one says a word. And she just, ha- but, she, but she has time to look up into like the uh, medical light above her and she uh-huh. sees the reflection of her of her now fat body and she just is like what the <laughs> she gets so upset and she screams oh yeah she screams mm-hmm. and then you're like all right we're gonna see a lot of her dealing with her being fat yeah and that's the opening of drop dead yeah. diva <laughs> yeah that's the whole op- that's the cold open and then it smash cuts the title of drop dead diva mm-hmm. and you're right they did do a great job setting yep. it all up like so now you are on board you know everything that's ever gonna happen in the series it's and great. You're all set up. And then so afterwards she she um she goes to her she in Jane's body, she goes back to her own house, Deb's yes, house. In Jane's body in a hospital gown. Right. Goes back to How did she get how there? How did she get there? It's not like you drive your car to the hospital. Uh and then she tries for some strange reason, she knows how big she is, tries putting on one of her old skirts and she rips it. We all saw that one coming. Come on, you know Why you're not you a size that? two anymore. No, or you're a size giant. You're you're a giant human <laughs> now. <laughs> and then Grayson comes home, and he is sad because Deb just died minutes ago. Minutes ago, literally. Minutes ago. And then and she. Oh, here's the other thing: is that before she's going to go on the Price Is Right mm-hmm. uh, audition, she puts. Oh yeah, for luck. For luck, she puts one pinky nail. What's the name of it? It's called Ironic Taffy uh, Nail Polish. It's <laughs> what this does that even mean? Ironic Taffy. Ironic it's, Taffy. It's sort of like sparkly aqua-ish. Yeah, yeah turquoise It's very aqua. like aqua, aqua fresh. Mm-hmm. It's like aqua fresh um, toothpaste. And she, now that she's visiting her dead home, mm-hmm. she picks it up and accident, or she accidentally knocks, she knocks it over. She knocks it over, and then Grayson was like, what was that? I'm so sad. And then, and she's gone out the window. Somehow mm-hmm. she fit her. Her big body out a tiny window. <laughs> and um, and thus begins her journey as... Yes, the hero's journey. The hero's journey as Jane. And she she goes to the law office. Mm-hmm. And uh, now... Still in her hospital gown. Still in her... Oh, here's the big thing is, literally, she was shot that, that day. day. She goes back to the office. She gets a nice little round of applause from mm-hmm. everybody for, I guess, saving the boss's life. 
And after that, sort of no mention of her getting shot in the chest. Nope. I think all Hank says, oh, his name is Parker. Parker. All Parker says is, next time I sleep with a woman, I'll make sure to ask if she's married. That's all he says. So a woman, imagine you work at a job mm-hmm. and somebody got shot in the chest because of you, mm-hmm. saved your life, and came back a couple hours later from the hospital. I would be like, go home. I need to do something. I'll make you a cake. I don't know. And I owe you my life. Probably everybody in the office would be like having pro- post-traumatic stress. From, yeah. Like a gun, <laughs> a shot gun being pulled at work and then someone getting shot. Like one of your your office mates just yeah, got so shot. Yeah, so you see every day getting shot. Yeah. In the middle of the office. <laughs> and now she's back in a hospital gown and she looks insane. And she's put immediately to work. Yep. They're like, you have a meeting in 10 yep, minutes. Put on this suit. Just go to work. So then over the course of the episode, she, she has to deal with two, um, two cases. Mm-hmm. One is a woman who uh, is getting divorced. She's getting divorced. And in their prenup, she was only allowed $100,000. But then I guess he had amassed a bunch of money. He became and she, rich. Yeah, and she wanted half. And then he was like, you're weak. You can't have half. You, you'll take what I give you. And she was... She like shook her foot, and that's how he knew that she was like she was nervous, and she yeah. just take it. She mm-hmm. sit down and take it like she would because she's yeah. the wife. Yep, and she's sort of like they dress her sort of in earth tones. Mm-hmm. She's a little bit dowdy, you know. Like she wears a cardigan. Yeah, she's just sort of like supposed frumpy. to be the yeah the frumpy like mm-hmm. housewife, I guess. Sort of can't speak up in the relationship. Yeah, um, and through the course of the episode, Deb as Jane teaches her to stand up for herself Mm -hmm. by getting a makeover yep she looks hot as hell yep she teaches her the the toe tap tap booty bounce and also she gives her a dress that Mm -hmm. shows off her obviously fake boobs and gigantic heels gigantic heels but it's like if they're doing this casting i mean i know it's lifetime and everybody watches lifetime loves a nice pair of breasts Mm -hmm. but she obviously had fake boobs, right? Well, that wasn't just. I me. agree. No, they were. Why wouldn't they? For insanely the, huge. For the character, just make it a really hot woman with not with natural breasts. Well, I feel like if your husband is that rich, you're gonna get a boob job. Really? Is that just the general? She gets two million at the end. Like that's a lot of money to just have. That's a lot of money, but she seems because of her insecurities that she. She wouldn't have gotten... He probably was like, you're getting a boob job. It's like in, in Back to the Future 2. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Back to the Future 2? Yes. Leah Thompson's character, uh, Lorraine, has fake yes. boobs. And she says, you want them? You want them. You can keep them. Or whatever. Uh-huh. Something like that. Because uh, Biff, Biff makes Biff, her Because she's married to Biff yeah. in the alternate 1985. And her fake breasts are so... It's they're like if so you look gross. Them, the so, prosthetics like, is so it's weird. It's just like a plate, like a chest plate, of, <laughs> like a skin chest yeah. plate. I love that. And and she has this big like chain necklace that you can tell is uh-huh. like part of it's, the thing like yeah, keeping to it cover together. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sort of the transition between a uh-huh. real body and fake body. Great, great. Uh they should have just hired Leah Thompson in the I don't know, maybe. Uh for for this for this wife because I just didn't buy the fake boobs. I agree. Uh, I'm sorry, that's me. No, I agree. Um but he but she ends up standing up for herself. Mm-hmm. And saying to the guy, okay, because her thing initially was she didn't want to take the stand. Yeah, she, she to, didn't want to embarrass herself. To I guess to break the prenup uh, and and prove that she to deserves, argue the prenup, she would have to take the stand. She'd have to take the stand, and she doesn't want it because she was insecure. And and uh, and then she, they sort of confront the the husband in the hall and she says you mm-hmm. you know after her confidence is built up from this beautiful speech from jane as with deb's body no deb with jane's body yeah she goes i'll go up there and i'll tell everybody that you the girl that you slept the what was the, the dog walker you slept with was my little sister which is so like I don't know what the big deal is. Like, yeah. <laughs> like obviously he's at fault here. Yeah. Like it doesn't make you look bad. It's no, not at all. It doesn't make sense why she was so afraid. And then he was like, "Fine, you can have whatever you want." Yeah. That's all it took. That's all it took was him knowing what he'd already done wrong uh-huh. that he knew that she knew. Just her saying out loud was like, "Fine, you can have all the money in the world." And I think that's a pretty good lesson to learn is you got to just, just gotta stand shout up. people out when they're doing something wrong. Exactly. 
in a hot dress after you toe tap booty bounce. And then you get $2.5 million. So much money. Now, the other case was sort of paralleled to her own, Mm -hmm. to what happened to Deb, sort of. In that uh, it was a woman who died with a oh uh, yeah husband. with a husband who loved her and that's like a hot button topic with you know the pharmaceutical industry with these pills with uh like bad side effects the side effects of this one was they made you hallucinate so the woman who died hallucinated that she was a bird and she could fly after taking these pills and that's how she died right which to me this is like I don't know. St- too too much about law but i feel like this would be like a class action lawsuit absolutely like, there'd be more than one person yeah because he gets awarded so much money and it wasn't just him yeah involved yeah like they he sh- the lawyer jane mentioned in the oh here's the other a- a- enjoyable part of the show is that um fred who was the wo- guy in heaven is now oh, her yeah her guardian angel. guardian angel in real life and he has a job at the law firm now too to sort of mm-hmm. stick around her And he says that even though you're Deb in Jane's body, you also get the intellect Mm -hmm. of Jane, the fat woman. (laughs) Yeah, you get to be smart like the fat lady. And so the way that they show that she (laughs) is smart is pretty amazing. Yeah, she'll say something real smart and then she'll like grab her head and be like, oh, like it hurt her. Yeah, she'll be like, ah. Oh my God! The pre-consisting, you know, whatever mm-hmm. she'll like say yeah, this and then about this about law terms, yeah. Um, and which is amazing and uh, just sort of weird too, where he's like, you have her intellect, but the way it comes to her is always it's like retarded. Yeah, it's like you said, like a fortune teller, yeah. sort of like conjuring the, like mm-hmm. from another world, and that never changes. It's in its fourth season. She's had this brain for four years, and it still surprises her it's amazing so she is she in the courtroom uses that um information and she's bringing up all these other lawsuits with the same drug about like this woman who slept walked to another to a guy's apartment and got raped mm-hmm. which was just they just sort of <laughs> threw that in yeah i was like that should be the case on trial like, that's, that's so intense really intense and they just threw it in as an aside mm-hmm. they could have chosen something that wasn't rape but they're just like let's throw they're it like in. it's lifetime we better have some rape in they're here. like okay we like the episode there wasn't one mention of rape so Can if you, you could just get that in there get that in there there um and she did so i think that should have been a class action lawsuit but she also wins that through mm-hmm. this beautiful speech yep that parallels it's about grieving and mm-hmm. and she she used a quote from her funeral because she goes to her funeral oh, right she jane deb in jane's body goes to deb's funeral where she sees grayson talk about the seven stages of grief and then she uses that in her in her like closing arguments. Right. And then another fun fact, Grayson works at the law firm and she's like, you know, it's me. And he's like, cause you interviewed me last week. So it's like, uh Oh, Grayson's here to stay. Yeah. That's, that's the job interview that, that Grayson was going on in the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so yeah, so basically that much stuff happened in 40 minutes. 40, yeah. 45 minutes. Oh. oh boy. Oh boy. We've got a dog <laughs> going out of control. <laughs> I'm I'm dog sitting. There's a dog out of control. He's jumping. All, she's jumping all over the place. So, um, yeah, I, I have to ask you because, like as you said, this uh, is in its fourth season now. How do they like some like? Is she still okay? Because they they really hit on the fat thing like constantly yes. in this episode. Like she's having a panic attack. So Margaret Cho force feeds her cheese whiz uh-huh. out of the can and that's like her she's mystified by calamari <laughs> she's like yeah she she's Stares like drawn donuts. to donuts like yeah. in a meeting she's so like that you said that they sort of dropped that yeah, like for the full first season it's like fat joke or not even jokes because they're not funny it's like fat digs like yeah. fat meanness yeah and then season two it's like a little bit less and then Season three, it's even like it's it's not really talked about. And then season four, she gets like a love interest. It takes four seasons for her to have a love interest. She gets a couple, but like one long term one in season four. Um. So how does this like with uh, is it? 
does she ever get back with great? I mean, I don't want to spoil too much for all those fans out there who are <laughs> are going to be been watching this on Netflix now. Uh-huh. But like, what are the where do some of the storylines go that we learn about in this? In well, this Kim first... and Grayson get together. And oh that my kills god, Jane! But then Kim and Parker get together, and that's like weird. And then. I think it's season four. It's a cliffhanger. And they haven't put season five up yet, so I'm really upset about it. But uh, (laughs) she has a boyfriend that she's been dating all season. And he proposes to her right as Grayson's like, I love you, Jane. And then it's like, oh, no, it's too late. And then it ends. And you're like, I don't know what's going to happen. Whoa. Wait, so does Grayson ever find out that she is Deb? Kind of, sort of. Because in this first episode, so... Again, Jane is the uh, lawyer, fat mm-hmm. woman. The fat lady. <laughs> um, and Deb is the diva. Skinny. Skinny bitch. Yeah. And in this episode, she puts on to do her final seven steps of grieving uh, speech in the courtroom. She wears the ironic taffy mm-hmm. uh, uh, nail polish on her pinky nail. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the episode, Grayson sees it and notices it. Uh-huh. And they sort of exchange glances like... That happens throughout the entire first season. Glance. He's like, Deb used to do that. And then she came like very close to telling him. And then Fred was like, you can't do that. But here's my thing is, in the first episode, we didn't mention this yet, but Deb as Jane tells one of Deb's friends that, oh, hey, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm Deb. I know I look like a fat woman. Mm-hmm. And I like food now, but I, but I'm really dead. Uh-huh. She breaks the heaven rules. She does. And Fred told her she couldn't break it. And then Fred's like, whatever. And then they get together later on. Wait, Fred, Fred and the friend. What? Yeah, they get together. And then they like have sex. And you know, like in Buffy, when Buffy has sex with Angel, Angel becomes Angelus. Okay. So like, I don't know the, that. That oh. sounds amazing. But okay. Well, Angelus is like an evil vampire. Okay. Um, so in this, they have sex, and then her memory of him gets erased because he's not supposed to be happy. He's supposed to just work. Wait, wait, wait. Can't, wait, who has sex with her? Uh, the uh, the best friend. The best friend has sex with Fred the angel. Uh-huh. And when they have sex, she forgets about him? Uh-huh. Because he's not supposed to be, like, happy or, like, make people happy. It's very weird. I think they were just writing him off so he could go do Mad Men. Right. Because so he was very... Sus- I think that's how I know he was on Mad Men. Because I was like, this is suspicious. Why isn't he around? Why is he only here for right. half the season? And I had an IMDb and I was like, oh, he got a better job. So did there... Was there a... Did another uh, a guardian angel step in when he disappeared? I don't remember if she gets another guardian angel. But I know Fred has to go back to heaven... And then he comes back as a person, and then they try to date, and then he goes away forever. Oh, my God. This show is – they set up so many things that mm-hmm. they could really go on yeah. for a million – Stories forever. For a million years. Are you – is this your first lifetime uh, program that you've been attached to? Yes. Yes? Yes. And what was the initial thing that got you into the show, or how did you even hear about it? Um – well, I think I heard about it because, like, Entertainment Weekly was like, it's a new show with a fat person. Right. And I was like, oh, boy, I'm a fat person. Let me let me read about this. And then I, I don't know, and then I read a couple articles about it, and I didn't watch it until, I think my roommate was like, I watched this show the other day on Netflix. It's called Drop Dead Diva. Have you seen it? And I was like, no. And then we just, like, watched the whole season. We are like, this is great. We were like, Brooke Delamonte. <laughs> I love Brooke Delamonte. Give her all the Emmys. Now is it and I mean is this a popular show? I feel like it, the fact that it's five seasons Don't in, know. I feel like it has. I mean, I mean it's lifetime. I feel like if six people watch it, they're happy. Now th- this show is like <laughs> this show is like very woman positive. Yes, it's all about, and I feel like obviously that's the stereotype of the the lifetime mm-hmm. thing is that like this plays into it. They Every deal episode, with the yeah. divorce. They deal with the dead. The widower. Mm-hmm. They, they, there's only widowers. So in this episode, there are two widowers, no widows. Um, so it has to be like that every single yes. episode. Does it ever get like? I mean, they threw like rape in as a just <laughs> as a peppering in this. Do they ever get like dark? No. It's all. It's all. It's all pretty fluffy. It's pretty fluffy. I mean, that's nice. Well, sometimes I mean, there's murder, but the murder's treated just as lightly as her getting shot. Right. Like you pointed out when she got murdered, there's no blood. No blood. There's never any blood. There's 
Yeah. And again, no mention, like, throughout... That happened in the first five minutes. Mm -hmm. There was one mention of her getting shot in, like, maybe minute seven. And then never again. Mm -hmm. Does that ever come up, like, oh, how's your... your your Uh, Sometimes she'll, like, say something. They'll be like, oh, you're still off from getting shot. (laughs) Oh, right, yeah, (laughs) because... That justifies how she acts weird. Yeah, they said, like, because she was shot in the chest that day, she might have a little minor amnesia. Mm -hmm. And that's like how how she's able to sort of get through the day. Mm-hmm. Is Margaret Cho in this this series throughout? Yep, because she seems like every I don't, episode. She's like sort of uh, 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 what's the like a, a, a sassy a, foil? Yeah, but she, in real life, she's like an alternative sort of like. Yeah, really she's like covered in tattoos. Covered and... in tattoos. I think she like mostly talks about sex and stuff. Mm-hmm. I wonder what it mu- must be like to be in that role. You know what I mean? She, she does a good job because she gets paid. She gets paid, baby. But she's good in mm-hmm. it too. I think she's great. There was like one line that she said that was again like either about her sort of being uh, Deb, uh, Jane being fat or like mm-hmm. the cheese whiz thing, where I was like, that must hurt a little bit to have to say these lines where you know mm-hmm. where you know they're Wiley. The dog's scratching the couch. You can't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Why do dogs do anything? Dogs are just kind of stupid. They are, but I they're, love them. they're really sweet. They are really, really sweet. My but dog's they, sweet, but he's an idiot. Yeah, this, what kind of dog is your dog? He's a mutt. He's like a part chihuahua, part terrier. I don't know what this one is. I don't know what he is either. Scraggly? It's a scraggly dog. He's cute, though. Um, but it must be... Or when, she. She, she. She is cute. She looks um, like a boy. I know. She's very boy-like. I keep right? on referring to... But I've noticed I've been dog-sitting for about a week. And uh, a couple months ago, I was dog-sitting for a male dog. And I'll, I noticed slight differences. And mostly, oh, yeah? Mostly in their, um, their peeing. In, oh, yeah. Uh, boys lift their legs and, and girls but boys, squat? They, yeah, they sort of squat. She sort of lifts a leg a little bit. But the... The male dog peed a ton, marking his territory everywhere because oh. us males have to dominate. Mm-hmm. We have to show, you know, who we are to everybody. And girl dogs just pee when they have to pee. Yeah, she pees a little bit. She marks her territory a little bit, but not as much. This is the most I know known about dogs in a long time. Do you have a dog? I don't have a dog. You just dog sit. I'm, I'm just dog sitting while I'm. Are here. you getting paid? Uh, no, Don't answer. no, I'm not. Kidding. I'm staying at the this apartment, the, so it's sort so of that's this, the payment. This it's a it's mutually um, beneficial. It's a clean apartment. I get paid fifteen thousand dollars for for walking this dog. That's kind of lowballing it. Yeah, I know. You should ask for more. Well, I was asked to do three times a day, but sometimes I walk up to five times just because I want to get out. With it. Oh, really? So that's fifteen thousand. Should I not have done that? I mean, don't go above and beyond. Well, but, but sometimes I'm like, I might be leaving for a couple hours. I just want to make sure we're going to short walk. I don't know if I'm doing it right. Probably. I don't but know. But maybe I'm reprogramming its brain. Oh, no. Now she's always going to want to go on five walks. No, dogs are, they they get it. They get it. They understand. Because before my old roommate, John, left, he would walk Charlie in the morning. And now Charlie knows he's not getting walked until noon. <laughs> <laughs> is that just because of your sleeping schedule uh-huh. or you're just like, I just don't want It's sleeping. And then sometimes I'll wake up and be like, I don't want to, I'm not going outside. I don't, I'm not wearing any clothes. Yeah. Like, cause that's the thing is I've been pretty good about like, I'll get up mm-hmm. before I even get, like, I'll keep my, I'll put on a pair of mesh shorts and I'll walk the dog, you know, mm-hmm. just go out sort of egoless, you know, just like, Hey, who cares? If my hair's a little messed up. <laughs> But I you know, it's easier for guys because I look insane when I wake up. Like my <laughs> hair is everywhere. And I'm just like, ah. Yeah, that's why you just throw a hoodie on. You just like put pack it all in. Somewhere. Oh, yeah, I guess I could just do that. That's what I would do. That's what I do. I put the hoodie on, I put it over, and I'm just like, come on, let's go. Let's do this. Let's do it. Um, that's the dog segment of this show. Yes. Um, but back to the, um, the drop dead diva. The drop dead diva segment. Now, I feel like. Um, it is, I mean, this show is sort of offensive. I mean, like it not, it's not like it's sort of towing the line because every time they sort of like fat shame, uh, uh, Jane, you know that they're a bad, per- like, you know, that they're like yes. mean character. It's mm-hmm. obvious. They're not just like, you're not supposed to like laugh with the person. Yeah. You're supposed to be like, Oh, Oh my goodness. But at the same time, it's so in your face that after a while it's like, re- it's like, like Oh boy. Oh, another one. Like oh, when she, okay. when she just like sucked cheese was out of the tube. I was like, <laughs> come on. Like, 
Nobody would do that in an office. Like no. nobody. I like. Also, aren't you supposed to keep it refrigerated? Um, that's a good question. I don't know. Right? Like I think no. I don't think you have to. I don't no? think it's real cheese. Oh, it just tastes like cheese. I can't eat that stuff. Yeah, no, that's it grosses me out. I feel like I didn't, you know, in college it just, like, a little looks bit. Looks weird. Yeah, that's not. I'm not going to the food aisle for the canned cheese. They ate that in a, in a goofy movie. I just mentioned a goofy movie fairly recently. And, oh, really? And is it was the because in the commercial it was a leaning power of cheese, a leaning tower of cheese. <laughs> yeah. So that was that the scene with uh-huh. the wow. That was, um, for those who don't know, in the early 90s, the Goof Troop Who doesn't know about a Goofy movie? Part of the Disney Afternoon on uh, ABC, Disney, mm-hmm. and they'd show uh, some of the shows on that would be Goof Troop, Darkwing Duck, um, uh, Tailspin. Tailspin. Oh, DuckTales? Um, they, no? I think DuckTales was a little earlier, but I wouldn't be surprised. It was sort of all that family. Mm-hmm. I think those are all connected. Are there cartoons in the afternoon anymore? I, th- I mean, there have to be. There absolutely, yes, there there are. But we just they're on. They're, we're not watching, or they're on different I'm channels. You, yeah, you just like you just like <laughs> shook your head like you, you, like you're like kicked yourself out of it. Like I'm an adult, not a child. <laughs> Um, but the goof troop, the, it was a, a goofy movie was the movie version, mm-hmm. of it, but I didn't see it. And I was such a fan of goof. Troop. It's really, have you seen it now? No, it's good. It, you say that as if like, well, I didn't see it as a kid, but by now I've probably seen it as an adult. Well, that's what I, th- I don't know. Sometimes- I, sh- I, I mean, I should, I should revisit it. It's great. You should watch it. And I think the, the friend of, uh, so goofy has a son, which is weird. Yes. And then, and then the son has a friend who's like the Pauly Shore-ish. I think it, it is voiced it by Paul, Pauly Shore. It might be Pauly Shore. And he's the one that goes, Leaning Tower of Cheese. And he loves cheese. And he talks like this. Man. It's great. And there's a song in there. I wish I could remember the words. When I was younger, I used to know all the words because I thought it was like a real song on like the radio. And it wasn't. And they might have it on a soundtrack. You could probably get oh, it. Oh, God. Oh, I'm I guess sh- I could go to iTunes. I'm sure that's on YouTube, by the way. Probably. Oh, yeah, I could just watch it on YouTube. I'm absolutely sure that's on YouTube. Um, and we could pause for a second and watch. The, I would do, do you want to watch it? Okay, sure we're going to take a pause. I'm going to put in a clip here of a, of the, hopefully we'll find the Goofy movie song. That was uh, that was eye to eye mm-hmm. is the name. Eye of to it. eye, I liked it. Now, do you know that that was? I just looked up the song "Eye to Eye," written by or performed by Tevin Campbell. Oh, who um, I did not know that uh, he was popular for a short, short while in like the mid nineties. Yeah, it says. Um, and I can't remember the one song that he here, had out. It, I'll read a part of Tevin Campbell's Wikipedia. It says after working with legendary record producer Quincy Jones, mm-hmm. who produced Thriller. Campbell released his platinum-selling debut album, Tevin, but with periods in between every letter as if it's an acronym. <laughs> the album included his highest-charting single to date, Tell Me What You me, Tell Me What You Want Me To Do, which reached number six on the Billboard Hot mm-hmm. 100 chart. They don't mention eye to eye in the... In, in, oh, no, they do. It says, uh, he also made a guest appearances on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and Moesha, voiced the character named Powerline in Disney's animated movie, A Goofy Movie, and was cast as Seaweed in the Broadway musical Hairspray. Oh. So, Tevin's all huh. right. Tevin Campbell. But he was, like, poised for, like, Usher stardom. Well, in the movie, they definitely make him look like uh, he's got, like, the side... Uh, what's that called like the shaved into the side of his head mm-hmm. he looks like a he looks like you know sort of bobby brown style yes. like early 90s like early that 90s pop. r&b yeah oh this is a little trivia it's getting sidetracked but i like it 
that Bobby Brown, um, I read the book I Want My MTV, which was like a, mm-hmm. oral, a, a history of the... Was it good? Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it was interesting. To, if you're, if, you know, if you like some TV trivia like this, that during Bobby Brown's performance, at, I think one of the VMAs, a vial of crack fell out of his pocket and he went to pick it up. <laughs> And, like, he denies it, but it's, like, multiple people said it. You see in the video uh-huh. of it that something falls out of his pocket, and he goes and picks it up. That's it's like, insane. Yeah, he, like, does a spin dance move specifically to pick something up on the ground. Oh, wait, during his performance? During his, no, during his performance. Oh. Yeah. That is insane. Yeah. Ooh, my crack. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, really crazy. Like, oh, my God. Just really amazingly bizarre not only like obviously super depressing but like you're about to perform in front just mm-hmm. put the cracks in another just, yeah. pocket not put in the crack in your dressing room yeah just leave it with like one of the other people yeah, you leave, did leave it with whitney yeah yeah with exactly but it's so i think he was probably maybe performing my prerogative mm. but I, I could be wrong my prerogative you can do what you want to do that's my prerogative um I don't remember how he got to a Goofy movie. I do because of the Cheese Whiz. And even oh, in the video yeah, yeah. that we just saw of the Goofy movie. There was Cheese Whiz in it. There was Cheese Whiz. Uh, Polly Shore uh, had a couple lines in that mini mm-hmm. scene. Um, and uh, and fairly enjoyable, the song. Did the song hold up, do you think? Uh, I think I still like it. Probably 20 years later. It wasn't later. as epic as I thought it was in my head. But yeah, like, it was sort of, it felt a little generic or yeah. not really, the hook didn't really... Yeah, it was just like fine, it was adequate. It, it did its job in the movie, but it wasn't like... It this was dog no, is just tearing up this The couch. dog is going crazy on the couch. Doggy, stop. And you were asking while we were watching the Goof Troop movie if Goofy was a dog <laughs> or yeah. not, because you have to say what you used to think. <laughs> because I used to think they were just strange-looking black people. Which is just amazing as a child. Like... <laughs> There are those things when you're a kid and you, like, because you just don't know ever. Like, Goofy is weird because he doesn't uh-huh. seem like a dog. But, no. like, that's an amazing, like, that you thought well, that. Because he was, like, he's darker. So I was like, oh, he's like me. He's black. He just has weird features. Yeah, he's just like me. <laughs> Goofy is. <laughs> Goofy's like me. Like me. Um, but, no, Goofy is a dog, which is weird because Pluto's a dog who doesn't talk. Mm-hmm. But Goofy. So they're sort of different species. Why is Goofy of, so dumb? Well, because he's, he's Goofy. He's Goofy. I mean, it's all in the name. But Goofy movie, it's just like, well, who slept with Goofy? Who To make the baby? Yeah. Yeah, they have to have... They but do. then, like, the mom is gone. It's like, ugh, obviously she was like, what have I done? Or maybe it's like in Full House where she, the wife died in a car uh, crash. Is that what happened in Full I House? I think so. I could be Full wrong. Full House is also, like, just weird if you think about it. Yeah, just a couple of dudes living together. Three grown men living together, raising three girls. I mean... Weirder things have happened, but no, that would be really weird. Like, if you knew that that's what a person in your grade's family was like, yeah. you'd be like, this is this a is little weird. bit weird for my taste. You, I think other parents would totally be like, uh-huh. you know, talk to the principal and be like, I just want to, I don't uh-huh. I don't know anything's going wrong, but I just feel like maybe I we feel should. I it's like a little uncomfortable that these three little girls are being raised by three grown men. One of, one of them's the uncle, so I sort of understand that, but others mm-hmm. just this sort of guy who does voices you know right he was just a friend yeah he's just a friend he dave coulier still performs i didn't know that i know yeah he had I... a show in burbank at flappers wait how do you know specifically <laughs> that? <laughs> because marcy Jarreau and i were driving to a salvation army in burbank and we just Whoa. drove past it and i was like flappers Ugh. is now that is that i don't know flappers is that like the uh it has, i feel uh, like it's like it's like literally in a mall, kind of. It's weird. Okay. It's like a very. It's like, it's like one, one of those, those weird com like a suburbany feel. Yes, like. it's like we're going to the comedy club tonight, which is so weird because it's like Burbank is in L.A. Yeah, that is really weird, but it's sort of like strip mallish. Yeah, and style. it's like I don't think any experimental comedy happens there. Right, exactly, like UCB style. Now you were saying when you when you first started watching this, uh, this takes place in L.A. Uh, yes. uh, uh, Deb is an aspiring mm-hmm. Price is Right girl, but act, you know that that's world. Mm-hmm. And you said this was sort of what you thought LA. And I was would- like, is, this is this has to be what LA is exactly like. And I mean, it kind of is. <laughs> the sun is always out. There's tons of models who I'm sure are very concerned about their booty bouncing. Right. I'm sure there's fat women who don't fit in and eat donuts. 
And they make a bit. They when they look at donuts, they really stare. stare. At them. They don't have silent cravings. They, they sort of through their eyes let everybody know that that you're like sad and pathetic, and your hair is stringy. Yeah, the next episode, she washes her hair, so it's like nice and fluffy. And she right, and this one you could see was a little bit greasy, greasy and but like gross. She must have showered in those three days. It's like didn't seem like it. Well, she basically just got shot. Yes. She pr- probably had to change the bandages on the huge uh, yes, gaping huge wound, wound in her, her chest. chest. Uh, that probably the giant hole in her chest was close to grazing her her heart. But now, have you since you've been in LA? How long have you been in LA? Oh, God, it was a year in October. Year in October. So, have you met any uh, uh, Deb types, uh, modely uh, diva ish, or have you dealt with any divas before? I don't know if I've, like, dealt, dealt with divas. Ah, yeah, kind of. Because yeah. I'll shoot, like, MTV things, and I'll meet, like, these girls who are on, like, Teen Wolf and stuff. And I'm like, oh, your life is very different right. than mine. How does it manifest? Is it just visual, or you can just sense that there's this... Uh... Well, they have, like, a, like the talent coordinator just, like, works on each show. And by working, it means he's, like, there. And it's like, I need something for my car. So he'll, like, go get something from... And it's just like... That would never occur to me to, to like ask someone to do things. I don't know. Right, you're saying like there, there's somebody on set that's job is like yeah. to be there for the talent yes. to, if they need anything. Yeah, yeah, and you would never be like, hey, fetch me. Yeah, I, I, I can't fathom that. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it is weird because I've been on set before uh, as talent, and uh, <laughs> it does feel weird. Like mm-hmm. the idea of being like, um, can I get a um, light macchiato? I don't know uh-huh. what a thing is. Yeah, I don't know. but yeah, yeah when I, they go on Starbucks. Friends I'm like, are you sure you want to? Yeah, carry exactly. My drink? I'm like, okay, you don't have to. Like, if they I mean, have this, if, but like, I, if everyone else is getting, I will get one. But I don't want to burden you. But yeah, it is that thing where I, I guess at some point people like become a diva. I assume most divas aren't born divas, but there's this must be this mm-hmm. moment where it sort of makes a switch where you're like, get me a double macchiato coffee, uh-huh. uh, thin skoy milk or whatever. Skoy milk. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, I'm Brooke Delamonte. I want skoy milk. Um, like there has to be that sort of yeah, like switch. Where you're just like, oh. No matter what, these people will get whatever I want. Yeah. And I guess also if you're like, you know, if you're like one of those actors, if you're a, a Tom Hanks or something, mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you got so many things. You got your Playtone uh, production company. You're in mm-hmm. the new, you know, Larry Crown affair or whatever. You can't do everything. You have to have Yeah, you have help. to have assistance. You stuff. have to have assistance. But, but it always bewilders me when like someone who's not Tom Hanks is like, yeah. I have an assistant. I'm like, for what? Yeah. What are they assisting you with? Yeah. You're okay living your life. Yeah, or there's little things uh yeah, I've seen I've seen a diva sort of experience and there's uh, a pet involved and it was like, "Really? Like you you need mm-hmm. you need to have that thing that you know like chill it down." I saw Gravity and this was a man diva. I went and saw Gravity and the screen was fucked up at the arc light. And after the movie, uh, me and Allison Rich were just like walking around. And this guy comes out and he's like, who works here? Who works here? The movie was not good. It was terrible. Not the actual movie. I loved the storyline. But the screen. <laughs> I was just like, thanks for clarifying, A. B, who who told you you could scream at people like and that? Also, yeah, like why wouldn't you calmly... Or yeah, or leave in the or middle of the movie yeah, and be exactly. like, "This is messed up. Can I have a Can refund?" I have a refund. I'll come back yeah. at some other point and watch the movie in but its no, pure form. No, he stayed for the entire movie, and then it was like one a.m. at that point, so like they're closed, and he's just screaming at this poor uh, woman that's, who's obviously wants to get out of there. Has yeah. nothing to do has with the problem. Nothing to do with it. Uh, and his girlfriend was this like it was obviously the man had money, probably drove a Mercedes and had a tiny dick, and his girlfriend was this, and probably like, slept with his wife's sister yeah who's a dog walker walker. and uh his girlfriend or his wife or whatever was just like this blonde woman with big lips who like i don't think she spoke english because she was like yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) to everything he said and just it was very funny but like she's like you are a diva sir i went to the arc light on christmas day as uh jews are wont to do to Mm -hmm. go to movies on a christmas day and saw wolf of wall street and their fire alarms went off before the movie uh, like right before it was going to start mm-hmm. and people weren't 
moving and we're like we should leave and we did and everybody else from the movie theater was like you know sort of like in lines to get out uh-huh. and uh, then i guess assume the people in my theater eventually left but then when we came back in or maybe it was after the whole movie but i saw this one woman who was like a tall woman super high heels mm-hmm. I wouldn't even call it a skirt because it was literally thin enough to cover <laughs> just the private parts. Uh-huh. Like, and I'm not exaggerating. It was like a thin. It was like a headband uh-huh. over but her. She was like muscle bark here too. And and then a tube top, and her breasts were so enormous, <laughs> like so gigantic. She was like super thin, like so big. And just out, totally out there, and she was with like this older, like probably uh-huh. sort of like rich dude, and it was like enough. I was like, told my wife, I was like, you have to look, like you have to wait for her to come out of the back. Like this is worth, mm-hmm. it's notable. And it was just the, I guess she's she's like Deb. She cares about looks, yeah. but in such a way that you totally will mutilate your body to look. Those people concern me because. If I push you from the like from behind, will you just fall over? Yeah, because your boobs are so heavy. And, and like, there's the health, and then there's also the mental. Like, it's Christmas Day. You're mm-hmm. going to a movie theater. Like, you're going to sit in a movie theater, which are I don't mean to, but they're sometimes a little cold. You know, cold and they're dark. Yeah, and they're dark. it's like nobody's. You're why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. It's just for I guess for me to turn around and be like a boing, but I guess it, but so, really people like, are like. People aren't like, ooh, they're like, oh my God. <laughs> like, oh God. Ugh. I'm underdressed. Yeah, yeah. We're so, all so underdressed. So bizarre. She should. I wonder if she chokes on her boobs or if they choke yeah, her. Yeah, well, that she. Because that's she why can't... Heidi Montag had to take hers out. Because she was choking on them? They, like, it would choke her when she slept well, and you, it gave her exa- back problems. You can't sleep. You can't. No. Like, you can't in a normal way you have to be sort of standing up or something what did i i watched a, a video of this woman with like i guess she's the biggest boobs ever oh yeah they're like they're like uh, i don't know like g's or like f's she's on a true life my mom's a milf and they're like just wait as the milf yeah what that doesn't sound yeah. at all attractive no. And uh, her like kids were like, Mom, please just wear a sweatshirt. Just cover up. Uh, and she had to sleep like uh, kind of sitting up with just like pillows behind her and around her so she wouldn't like roll over and not be able to get up, I guess. God, I wonder what a therapy session would look like with like those people once they break through to the... Oh, God. Just like... I don't know. Sad. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But she was like, this is how I make my money. I take pictures and people pay me. I was like, what a life. But like those pictures would be like for spreads about the biggest boobs in the mm-hmm. world. Not like, look at this hot Look mama. at this sexy mom. It's like, oh, look at this monstrosity. Like you're literally in the Guinness Book of World Records, which is for like people who have achieved or are freaks, you mm-hmm. know? And you to freak. You to freak. Um, so for this show, Drop to Diva, sometimes I like to uh, come up with a drinking game based on the show uh, in general or from this specific episode. If, if someone were to do a drinking game while watching uh, Drop to Diva, what, when would sh- should they drink? I think at least for the pilot in the first season, every time they mention her being fat, any yeah. fat reference, you'll be yes. pretty drunk. I'd say it would happen within the first five minutes above mm-hmm. a handful of times. Um, I'd say also anytime you're like, wasn't she in this episode, wasn't she shot in the chest earlier? (laughs) (laughs) I'd say you should drink. Or every time she cries. Right. She, she had a lot of on the verge of tears moments. I'd say anytime she's welling up. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Uh, and what would you drink? I think, I think it would have to be the chocolate martini. Yeah. Chocolate martini shots. Because, um. When she visits, when uh, Deb as Jane visits uh, the, her friend's mm-hmm. apartment and tells her, I'm Deb, I'm alive through this fat woman's body, she says, I want a drink. First, uh, Deb, or Jane, Deb right. as Jane says, let's go out. And then her friend was like, oh, yeah. honey, you won't make it past the ropes. And she oh. was like, oh. So then she was brutal. like, I'm hungry. We don't eat past seven. Right. <laughs> or like, we don't eat. And then she was like, I want chocolate. And she couldn't pronounce chocolate. Yeah. She's like, she was uh, like too thin to know what that was. So then she was like, chocolate martinis. And they're like, okay. Okay. We're, I'm a terrible person. <laughs> 
Uh, well, who has chocolate martini mix in their house? I know. She's like, oh, yeah. And then she went, got yeah, up, got as up as to, to make, make it, it. Which is, I don't even know what's in a chocolate mart. I mean, I don't quite know. I mean, it would have to be like chocolate liqueur. Like, yeah. I've never vodka? really got, I've never, I don't know if this is more of a, I, I guess a, Stereotypically, the, that women drink flavored martinis. I don't know, but it's I've a lady thing because of sex, sex in, the city. in the city. But I've never had a flavored martini. Have Cosmo's you? not bad. Oh, I think I've tasted a Cosmo. I feel like I it's might have bad. tried that. That's just like vodka, cranberry juice, and lime juice. Vodka and triple sec. I like a dirty martini. Just a lot of that mm, olive juice. I can't do it. Just get that. It's olive too juice. salty, and it reminds me of jizz. Oh boy! Well, I love jizz, <laughs> <laughs> so that's why. Next time you order one, you should say that. Can I have a dirty martini? I love the taste of jizz. <laughs> I love jizz, and the and the bartender will wink at me and then be like, "I've got you covered." <laughs> Because I'm good at jizz. I like vodka martinis with no olive juice and no vermouth. So it's vodka. Yes. Now, have you, do you really ask for that or you're just like... Uh-huh. Wait, so isn't that literally it's just... It's literally just a cup of vodka chilled, chilled in a martini glass. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. At least... Sometimes you're... I'll go, may I please have vodka chilled up? And that's how... That's the... I'd say that's an easier way to do it because then you don't have to be like, um, can I have this without this and without the, you know what uh, I mean? Yeah, I guess. Well, sometimes bartenders will be like, what does up mean? Oh. And you're like, how do I know more than you? When, what does up mean? Up just means it's in a martini glass. In a martini. Mm-hmm. It means lifted, it lifted elevated. Up. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, and do are people like, okay, sure. Or they, they just give it to you what you want. They give me what I want. That's good. I'm That's good service. That's good service. Or sometimes I'll order a Manhattan with no bitters or vermouth. And that's gin. That that's is whiskey. Whiskey. Just whiskey. Why do you just order whiskey on the rocks? I don't or... like it on the rocks. I like it up in a martini glass. So I feel classy. <laughs> it is definitely classy. It's like just dumping booze in my body. Well, sometimes, like, I went out for drinks with friends and I was just wearing, like, a hooded sweatshirt, but I, I was drinking a dirty martini. I was like, I don't feel classy enough to <laughs> be drinking this right now. You know what I mean? It's oh, absolutely. Definitely, like, yeah. incongruous with the hoodie. Mm-hmm. Is, is so... That's a good word. Thank you. Incongruous. I sort of did it under my breath because I was like, this is, I'm a, when I use a big word, I'm like, am I using this right? I am constantly misusing words. I am a malaprop. Whoa. Which is one of my favorite words, and that's someone who misuses words. That's a great word to use to describe yourself uh-huh. because that shows that you don't misuse malaprop. No, because and you know that big word. Unless you're wrong about that, which uh-huh. would be amazing. Yeah, that, I think I'm right about I'm it. a jingoist, which means <laughs> I don't use words correctly. Jingoist. <laughs> um, that's great. Um, well, I thank you so much for uh, checking out uh, Drop Dead Diva with me, introducing me to it. Oh, you know, and I'd say, yeah, check if you're listening. Check, just check out an just episode. There's so out. much craziness. You can literally watch any episode as long as you know the premise that we just told you. You can, and you'll just get it. You'll just get it. Um, is there anything that you want to uh, uh, plug or any message you want to give to the listeners? Anything at all? I guess my message would be is. Uh, Treat everyone every day like it's Christmas. <laughs> but no, the, I don't give a shit. I don't know. Live your lives. <laughs> live your lives, people. Um, well, thanks so much, Nicole. Thank you. And let's drop dead diva as in let's say goodbye. All right. Let's drop dead diva. Bye. Bye. I'd like to thank my guest, Nicole Byer, for dropping by, watching Drop Dead Diva with me, talking about the divas. Uh, enjoyable show ridiculous premise a lot of fun uh, if you're a fan of the podcast follow on twitter at it's that episode it's pretty new and uh and uh, some updates some different things that you won't get from my twitter or for, from the facebook page so join it or follow it have a good time and uh hope you're having a good new year so far it's been pretty good to me we'll see you soon have a great night and an early manana adios amigos <laughs>